0: restaurant unstoppable episode 364
1: showing up begets it inspires more showing up so as a business leader if i'm showing up for myself and i'm showing up for everyone else then anybody that's in my orbit that's impacted by me they're going to start showing up for themselves because ultimately it's contagious
0: are you ready for it factors success stories failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge. Then, join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. Yo, guys, what if I told you I found a menu that's made from paper that's waterproof and rip-proof? This thing is basically dirty-proof. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, get me some of that. Uh, I hate cleaning menus, but... You can have this menu. It's called Terra Slate Menus, guys. You'll get 15% off if you use promotional code UNSTOPPABLE at checkout. So what are you waiting for? Head over to TerraSlatePaper.com. One question for you. Does your social media game have room for improvement? The answer is yes for everyone across the board. We all need to continuously be improving to be unstoppable, but... If you don't necessarily know exactly what you're doing, social media can be super intimidating. You need a strategy. You need a plan. Where does it come from? I'll tell you where it comes from. The number one marketing and promotion book, Bar and Restaurant Success. Head over to freebrsbook.com. One more time, freebrsbook.com to get your free copy of this book. I can't make it any easier. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Anise Kavanaugh. Anise, you got to tell me, are you feeling unstoppable today?
1: <laughs> uh, yes, today I am feeling unstoppable. Today's a really, really good day. I've been super on purpose. My self-care is in check. I've uh, just got off the phone talking about some really cool work that we're going to be doing in 2018, and I'm sitting here talking with you, so I am feeling amazing.
0: Yes, awesome. Uh,
1: so, I'm feeling yeah.
0: unstoppable today, Anise, because, man, I just read your book, and I'm so happy I discovered your work. So much of what you put out there just brings clarity to like what I knew inside but didn't quite know how to say Um, So I'm so happy I I, I discovered your book. We're going to dive into exactly what I'm talking about as we go. I discovered your work in Ari Wineswag's book, uh, A Lapsed Anarchist Approach to Being a Better Leader. I always talk about his series of books, uh, and that's how I discovered you. I'm sure it will come up in the interview. But Anis Kavanaugh is devoted to helping people show up and bring their best selves to the table in order to create significant positive impact in their lives. She is the creator of the IEP method an advisor and a thinking partner to leaders and organizations around the world and author of contagious culture show up, set the tone and intentionally create an organization that thrives. And I loved your book. Obviously we're just scraping the surface about who you are and what you're all about. Let's get that motivational, inspirational ball rolling with a success quarter mantra. What do you got?
1: Oh, great. Well, I, you, I have so many. I'm going to give you a couple that I live by, uh, one or that I, that I, when I'm being my best self, I'm living by. So one is by Albert Einstein who said that there are two ways to live your life. One way is that, is that, is as if nothing is a miracle and the other the other way is as if everything is a miracle. Mm. And I love that one. Mm. Um, another one that I use, especially when I'm doing a lot of writing or writing books is the quote by Rumi where he says, the breezes at dawn have secrets to tell you. Do not go back to sleep.
0: Okay. <laughs> What's that mean that,
1: one, that <laughs> one gets me up at three in the morning, Eric. I love that one. Say that and, one again
0: for me, please.
1: Yeah. The, it's, 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 it's a little bit shorter. It's just the first part. He actually goes into more, but the one, the part that just gets me out of that is breezes at dawn have secrets to tell you. Do not go back to sleep
0: I have to admit I, I'm not picking up on what the message is there it's got it's kind of going over my head like explain oh. to me how that resonates with you
1: yeah it's so good so I believe that if I wake up especially around three o'clock in the morning that that is my writing muses that's okay. my best like my wisdom comes through at that time and so I've always found this over the years that three o'clock is kind of my magic time okay. and then I read that quote and so that quote just very much resonates for me. So if I wake up and I'm tempted to kind of go back to sleep, yeah, but I remember that and I go, okay, I need to actually, I, I actually want to honor that three o'clock, those breezes in the morning because they have things to tell me. And that's when I get some of my best writing Awesome.
2: Water.
0: I love it. Yeah. And I loved your first quote too. And when I heard you say that first quote uh, from Albert Einstein, the, what was going through my mind is perception is reality. Whatever yeah. you see is reality and it's up to you to, to choose what you want to see. And it's completely. so powerful. Once you realize that, once you know, you have that control, life is a completely different game.
1: It's, it's like this amazing superpower. We're all walking around <laughs> with this superpower. It is truly a superpower. We have the superpower to decide how we want to interact with life and mm. how we want to view things and what we want to believe, you know, and, yeah. and it, it's, it's, it's untapped, you mm-hmm. know? And then what I find is the more that we practice it and strengthen that superpower, then the stronger it becomes. And then we become even more unstoppable. Oh, yeah. I mean, you talk about being unstoppable. Oh yeah. You have to choose what <laughs> how you want to see things. Um, can I give you one more? Yes, please. Can I give please. you my last favorite one? Okay, please. this one's a little bit longer. This is by Theodore Roosevelt. Ooh. And this is from his um, talk they gave around the arena. And it is, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood.
0: Mm, I love
1: that one. Oh,
0: (laughs) I love it. Beautiful. Uh, Great way to get this thing started. And I can't (laughs) wait to just, uh, just drop some nuggets of gold. I know you have them in there. Uh, I read your book I know this is going to be a great interview, but first let's learn about you a little bit. Uh, So how, like, who are you, and what is this work you're doing, and how did you get to this point where you could do this work?
1: Sure. Uh, so let's see. I um, I started this work. I started this work many many years ago. I um I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a uh, business. You know, I collaborate with uh, business leaders all over the world. I have been a coach and advisor, all sorts of things. I'm a mom. Um, I uh, am an appreciator of love and relationships and people and all that. And I started this work years ago. I got, I started to get fascinated with performance and how people use their bodies and also their minds to create really great results. So I actually started this, my first recollection of, uh, long story short, I started out in kinesiology where I worked with athletes and I was super interested in performance and what happened when you got an athlete uh, really well aligned physically, mentally, emotionally, and all that, and sent them on the field, you know, what, what happened there. And uh, I thought that was magical. And then I moved into working in corporate health and productivity and saw the same things with human beings when they were creating business results. And then I worked with, uh, you know, heart disease reversal and in the medical industry. And the common theme of every single thing that I did that was interesting to me was not so much the results they were creating, Uh, but more what was possible when they were aligned up with their intentions, their energy, their presence, you know, what they were bringing to their game, whatever that game was. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, we're going to, we're going to be doing this all this.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, when you were going, I wrote down one word and it was alignment. And then you came back around to say the common theme was what can happen when everything is aligned. And I'm sure, uh, we're going to, I mean, first, did I cut you short? Is there more to your story you want to share before we talk about the power of alignment?
1: No, you're good. I I would just, I would offer this other piece is just, I kept having this build and then I had my first baby Mm. and I had decided I was never going to work again. And of course, for anybody out there, that's had children, you might be able to, you know, that might resonate for you a little bit. And about a year after I had him, I really missed doing my work. However, It wasn't an alignment for me personally anymore to go and throw myself into another job and to be away from my kid and everything. So the way that my business was born was I started to look at the things that I felt the most alignment in Mm -hmm. in working with people. And it was the things around their intentions, their energy, their presence, their self-care. And that's that's where my business got founded. So I actually created a business so that I could be in alignment with what was most important to me and then also be available to my kids as they grew up.
0: I want to hit that one more time because I think there's real value there. Yeah. Um, what you were aligned with – say it again. What was it that you were aligned with?
1: I was – well, I was aligned with I wanted to be a really good mom mm-hmm. and I wanted to be available for my kids. And I didn't want to jump into anything that that competed with that in a way that wouldn't allow me to show up with them. So, but I really missed my work. And so what I did was I said, all right, what are the things that I've done in my past careers to this point that I absolutely loved that I felt really, really in alignment with. And when I looked at it and and at the time I didn't, I didn't have this screening that I'm giving you right now, but I can remember sitting in the front seat of my Dodge Durango with post-it notes and I was writing all the things that I loved about every single thing that was most meaningful to me in that past career. Mm. And when I did that, if you looked at those post-it notes now, I wish I'd kept them. I mm. didn't, but I wish I had. If you looked at them, the things that meant that were meaningful to me in working with human beings were around their intentions, helping them choose their life and what they wanted to create. It was helping them choose what was important to them about showing up. It was their energy and how they took care of themselves. It was their mindset. And then finally it was their presence. You know, how did they show up in a way that would help them create the impact they wanted? And so that's that, you know, without having intention, energy and presence that well framed, like I do now at that point, those were the things that were interesting to me. So it didn't matter if they were athletes or doctors or CEOs, or it just didn't, as long as they were human beings and they wanted to be in alignment to go have the best impact possible. That was what I was interested in. And so when I, Looked at that, I went, okay, I'm going to create a business. At first, I wanted a job that did that. And, and then I realized there was no jobs that did that. So I said, well, I'm going to create the job. I like you created this podcast. I said, well, I, I want this, so I'm going to create it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Then I created a company out of it, and then a methodology. And then it all allowed me to be able to do work that I love and to make a contribution, um, hopefully, a big contribution yeah. on this planet while still you know, designing a life I love with my kids and being able to be fully available. To yeah. Them. So and does that, that, does that answer? Yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely. And then what I love about that is just the, it just goes to show the power of living intentionally when you take yeah. a step back and you get mindful and you really get to the core of what it is that drives you Uh, and it's so much easier to show up every day when you're aligned with those values and those, those things that resonate with you, uh, which kind of brings me to my next question. It's been said that what you do is help people show show up quote unquote. So what does that mean to help people show up? Dive into what that means.
1: Great, great. So I, I look at showing up in two different ways, um, <laughs> it's like some rings and is not quiet. It's all right. I've done the worst. Um, <laughs> so I, I look at showing up in two different ways. The first is that it's how we show up for ourselves. And then the second is how we show up for others. So I believe very, very strongly that the two work together and that one without the other is kind of pointless. And what I mean by that is the better I show up for myself. So my self care, being in integrity, honoring my core values, um, you know, being really in alignment with myself and, and, you know, like I listened to that voice that said to me when I was sitting in the car with my son, like, I really want to do this book, but I don't want to be away from him. That was me creating this business was actually a part of me staying in alignment with myself to still contribute professionally. So the, the internal, the internal game is how do you show up for yourself? You know, how do you say what you, what's important to you? How do you tell your truth? All these things and, and everything from, you know, how much water you drink and, how you treat your body and how you talk to yourself. These are all things that go to, to how you show up for yourself. Then if you're doing that well, then that helps you show up even better for other people. Mm. So how I show up for the rest of the world is how much of a contribution can I make to you, Eric, and to your audience? How can I, how do I show up for my children? How do I show up for my neighbors? How yes. do I show up for clients? It's, it's the external facing where I'm actually being in service of who, other human beings by the way I show up. Oh, I love it. And
0: Yeah, I love it. And one of the biggest lessons I've learned, and I say this all the time, so I feel like people who are listening to the podcast often are probably like, I bet I know what he's going to say. Behind every great restaurant is a great person. And if you want a great restaurant, you need to work on becoming great yourself. And that's what you're talking about with that showing up for yourself first. Focusing on who you are, what your strengths, your weaknesses are, what you're passionate about, getting clarity on that. And then once you've mastered yourself, it's a time to recreate yourself in other people knowing like taking the lessons you know to be true about life about success and passing that on to the next generation the people that you surround yourself with and that's what i hear when i hear about showing up for yourself first and then show up for others is that is that alignment with what you're saying
1: absolutely it's completely in alignment I I i think i think part of the magic of that too is the more you show up for yourself the stronger you can show up for other people. Mm-hmm. And then here's what's fun. What, what I love about what you just offered about, you know, then you're grooming other people around you to show up well in your restaurant, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Showing up begets, it inspires more showing up. Mm. So as a business leader, if I'm showing up for myself and I'm showing up for everyone else, then anybody that's in my orbit that's impacted by me, they're going to start showing up for themselves because ultimately it's contagious. Yes. So if I'm not showing up for myself and I'm a business leader, a restaurant owner, and I go in and I'm exhausted, I'm, I'm working late hours every night. I'm not doing anything to kind of balance myself out. So my energy is really low and I bring that in. There's no way that I can be as effective in showing up for them. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to catch on to that because that also, you know, lower energy is contagious, just like higher energy is. And so that, you know, we're talking about a couple different ways of looking at showing up for yourself and for others. And and everything you just said, I completely agree with. And I would just add that it's contagious. So I think part of the job of a leader is to show up for themselves and to show up for the people so beautifully that anybody that is impacted by them is so inspired to, to to make that their own in their own authentic way.
0: Oh man. I love it. And uh, what I'm thinking of listening to you talk, uh, I mean, we hear this all the time, it you, people complaining about the the you, you've heard that there's just no good people out there. The people I, I can't find any good help. There's no good people out there. Yeah. And the thing is, the people that we're attracting onto ourselves are a reflection of what we are. <laughs> so I love it when I hear that people say that all the time. I'm like, the problem isn't with the people out there. The problem is you need to. Show up for yourself first, work on yourself, be somebody other people want to come work for. Um, And that's what we're going to talk about today is how to first be aware of what your state is right now. I mean, this is your time to shine. I don't want to get too far ahead of you, but I guess let me ask, what is intentional energy or energetic presence? Uh, Let's start with defining what this term is that you uh, coined.
1: Sure, absolutely, and then can we come back to this oh, this yeah, thing? Yeah, uh, yeah. Can we, So, do you want me to do intentional energetic presence? I'm all over the place.
2: You, you, sorry, and, it, no, I, I love it.
1: I'm with going. you. I'm tracking 100. So, <laughs> percent Because what you just said was so important. I just I want to I want to underline something that you just Please. said. So I hear that all the time. People go, oh, I always date the worst guys, or I always date the worst women, or I always have the worst bosses, or whatever. And you know, or it's so hard to find good people. There's no good people out there. And there is such a gift. If you find yourself in that frame, there's such a gift there because you are the common denominator in every single one of those situations. Mm-hmm. So what, so the first place I look is how are you showing up for yourself? But then the other thing is what are the beliefs about other human beings that you are holding that is meaning that you're going to attract people to prove your belief system. So if I believe that my employees all are not that great and they're kind of half assing it and Mm -hmm. like, whatever, if I believe that they will show up in that way because that is the energetic belief I'm projecting at them. And so people step into the container we create. And that is one of your greatest uh, gifts as a leader is to be able to be intentional about that. Yes,
0: You get to create that container. So what does your container look like? I'm sure maybe we'll dive into this as the interview unfolds, but um, I mean, what did we talk about? So intentional uh, energetic presence yeah. Um, I don't think we've really said it much, but, and a lot of people, I know the Jordan Harbinger is one of these people who hate that word energy, uh, and then people throw yeah. it around too much, but you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, more going on than just showing up with good energy. Uh, it's a lot of about how you're like, what's going on in your head, getting control of what's going on in your head. Um, man. So I guess, where do we, where do you want to start? Like on this topic of IEP, where do you want to start?
1: Yeah, well, let me, let me, let me, I'll just talk about it for a few minutes. Yeah. I um, First of all, at Jordan, I did Jordan's show. Yeah. Did you hear? The Art of Charm. I did doing?
0: listen to it. Yeah. I yeah. love yeah. that podcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and he was actually really great with it around energy. I think, <laughs> I think the way we talked about it, but I, but it's funny that you bring that up. Um, he was, he was awesome to, to have that conversation with. He, uh, anyway, so intentional energetic presence. I looked at it in two different ways. One is exactly how it sounds. It's your energetic presence, what you're projecting out mm-hmm. and how intentional are you about it? Mm-hmm. When I walk into a room or a conversation or into the gas station or the coffee shop, what is the energetic presence that I bring that is getting projected out to people around me? Mm-hmm. And I get to be intentional about that. Yeah. Um, that's one of those superpowers that we all have that we just forget. We get really, really busy. We get stressed out or whatever, and, and then we forget. And so I walk into a room. I've got the ability to uplevel the energy in that room with the way that I show up, or I can bring a whole room down if mm-hmm. I
0: choose. Yeah, and, and Danny Myers, nice. he, yeah, Danny Myers talks about this in his book "Setting the Table." He calls it skunking, and that's what he's talking about. Yeah. When you walk into a room, if you have a miserable attitude, you're going to skunk everybody around you and bring people down. Your book, you talk about uh, the lowest, the lowest um, energy. What, what's I can't the remember lowest exactly. Lowest vibration. Yeah, wins. yeah, yeah. The How does so? What do you mean by that?
1: Yeah. So if you think about, so, so in a room, the person with the lowest vibration will win mm-hmm. unless there are other people in that room who are really good at holding their state. So what, what that means and, and everybody listening to this is going to be able to relate to this. You, you know, you go into a business meeting or you go into a team meeting, you've got eight people, everybody's in a good space, but there's two people that just, it just seems like they're just devoted to sinking the energy of the room. They're just, they're sitting there. They've got the nasty face, the body language. You can just feel them. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, what will happen is the room, the people in the room will start to match that energy and the energy of the room will start to come down. Okay. Unless there are people who can hold their state and bring that energy back up. Okay. And so that's, that's what I'm talking about. It's, it's super, it, it's so much just about being aware of it and being conscious because every single person you know, we have the ability to set the tone. Yeah. And so if I bring that low energy in, I, I set, I'm setting the tone.
0: So let's just summarize up to this point. Uh, intentional energy sure. presence or energetic presence is being aware and being intentional, entering into situations, knowing what energy you want to bring to that situation because energy is contagious. And if we are high energy, we can bring those up around us. Um, you mentioned something and I kind of already forgot. It was just recently what you were talking about with, um, uh, getting into that state of mindfulness and aware like being aware yeah. talk to yeah. us about what's going on there and how to really snap out of being reactive and going into that place of like mindfulness and just aware of our surroundings and ourselves
1: sure sure well let me let me give you the three uh, let me let me, let me say two jump, more things and then, I'm jumping and then over so time much time easier. So no so you're sorry. good I love it I, well <laughs> so fun is I know you're reading the book yeah. and you, all, you already are like doing so much <laughs> of this i I was, you guys. I was telling him before uh, we even got on this call, before we started recording. I was telling him that even his emails, the way he invited me to the show, the energy behind it, it was so, it was such positive IEP that I was an instant. Of course, I'm coming on your show. So I'm going to share that with you again um, publicly. Now I'm a,
0: an excited puppy right now, so I'll try to dial it back. <laughs> uh, keep going.
1: So, so okay. So, so the other piece. So I talked about intentional energetic presence, which is, which is just what it sounds like. It's being intentional about your energetic presence. Then if you break those three words down, now you got more superpowers because you have your intention of what you want to have happen. You have your energy in the way that I look at it is how good do you feel? Like how much energy and stamina do you have to do what you want to do? And then what is the energy you're bringing and projecting out to everybody? And then the third thing is you've got your presence. And when I think of presence, I look at, okay, how am I showing up physically in a room? You know, my demeanor, my facial expressions but I'm also talking about my quality of presence with another human being because that right there is a, it's like a cheat. It's like a cliff notes cheat sheet. If I can get really, really present with you, Eric, no matter what state I'm in, if I get present with you, that is going to help me come into this moment, drop in and be even more intentional about how I want to show up. So, you know, want to outline, like you've got intention, energy, and presence and don't take any of those three things for granted because they're magic sauce.
0: Mm. Awesome. Um, do you yeah. want to keep going? I'm afraid to ask another question because I'm not sure if you've answered.
1: You're, you're so adorable. <laughs> you're so adorable. So I'm going to answer your question. So your question was, you know, like, how do you get in that mindset and that frame? And that brings us to the three components. So there's three components. So I think we're going to talk about one of these today. I, 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 or we can go, we can talk about anything you want, but well, wherever um, we end
0: up, just let it fly, sister.
1: <laughs> let it fly. Okay, brother, we're doing it. So there's, there's the ability to reboot your presence in the moment. So when you're talking about getting into that mindset, a presence reboot would be really, really helpful. So we can talk about that. So there's the ability to reboot your presence in the moment. Mm-hmm. The second component of the IEP method, because everyone's like, well, what is the actual methodology? There is a method to the madness. So one, reboot your presence. Two, the ability to create intentional impact. So we're creating impact all the time. Uh, it's either negative, positive, or totally beige. And so we might as well, if we're going to create it, we might as well be intentional about it. It takes like two minutes to think about the impact you want to create, if that. So second, you know, second component is the ability to create intentional impact. And then the third component of the IEP method, which is happening all the time and every minute, including right now as you and I sit here, is your ability to build your energetic field. So your energetic foundation, which basically has to do with my self-care, My sleep, my mindset, the way I'm talking to myself, like all these different pieces. So the idea being your presence reboot is happening all the time, you know, hundreds of times a day, times a day, you're doing a presence reboot. Your intentional impact, you know, really getting clear about that. That's happening between before any meeting or conversation, building your strong field is happening in every moment because you are always adding to your field or detracting from it. Yeah. The people I hang out with, you know, if I'm hanging out with you and you exhaust me, I'm actually not contributing positively to my IEP foundation. So mm-hmm. I want to look at that.
0: I love so the more. Yeah. I, I, sorry. Do you want to finish that thought?
1: No, okay. no, no I am good.
0: <laughs> I love the analogy you give when you're talking uh, in your book about this field around you, like that you have this 18 inch buffer all around you and that's your bubble. Is that, is that the same? The, the, this field is that, field bubble is that bubble bubble? or is that something completely different?
1: No, no. I think, I think that's great. I think that the building the strong foundation helps build up your field. So some people call it your aura. Some people call it, there's all, there's all sorts of different things and different science out there for it. I, I just think about it as my bubble, mm-hmm. you know, and, and what I find is that personally I can only speak for myself and everybody has to kind of do their own work around this to see what supports them and what detracts away from their energy. Um, but personally, I know that if I eat a bunch of sugar and then I go into to do this interview or to go lead a room or to go speak. I am not as good at holding my space. I can still do my job. I can still be present, but it's a lot more work for me. And it, I'm also more susceptible to people's negative energy. Mm. So I've learned that one of my things really holding my space is to eat really clean, to take care of myself, to make sure I'm getting my sleep, and to make sure I'm really conscious about my mindset. Because it's that quote we shared at the beginning where everything's a miracle or nothing's a miracle. You know, if you look through the lens of nothing's a miracle and everything is hard, if you just check in with your energy when you think about like it's so hard, it's so hard, it's so, hard it's so hard, you can feel your energy drop.
2: Yeah.
1: Versus choosing like actually, how can this be an opportunity? Or wow, this is a really, really painful. We just had my assistant just passed away a couple of weeks ago. It was brutal and painful and so sad. And so navigating through this process as a team has been so interesting to look at. Okay. How do we use how do we use that to actually help us have even more impact? And that's the thing that there's the mourning part of it, you know, the sad, the authentic emotion around mourning the death. But then there's also now turning that to a place of inspiration and vision to help us, you know, be even more effective together. So it's it's a choice. I could either be exhausted and crying and in the fetal position every day, or I could be looking at okay, how do we now move forward and really honor. That person. So that mm. that's a really extreme example, but it's it's the most real time one that I have in this moment as we speak.
0: So these three bullets I have so far are presence, yeah. reboot, uh, create intentional impact, and build energy or energize field. Um, is there any more to that? And what what's the title of what we're going? What are those three things again?
1: That's the IAP method. Okay. Yeah, the that's IAP the actual. The, those three things are the, the the actual methodology. If you break it apart, you reboot your presence, you create intentional impact, and you make sure your energetic field is nice and strong. I Those love three it.
0: things. Um, so a couple of things I want to talk about. Uh, yeah. You build energy or the, when you're building this field around yourself, does that kind of tie into what we we're talking about earlier around showing up for yourself first uh, getting yes. that, that field around yourself up yes. and good before you can start in infect. So uh, do we need to dive into that at all more? Or do you think we, we got that pretty we, straight away? We
1: totally can if you want. I, I, absolutely. So, so yeah, that field that I, I, I think you know, it's really funny because I've gotten this vocation as a leadership and culture expert, which I've got, I've got some really good, you know, I've got some good stuff that I know in that and I can help people with that. Absolutely. The reason I got into this work in the first place was because of self-care. Mm. So I am out there and I'm doing this work in the world around leadership and culture and collaboration and presence and all these things that are super, super important. But really at the end of the day... If I was pushed, like you can only talk about one thing, I'd actually be talking about self care
2: mm.
1: because the self care piece. And when I think of self care, it's not just how you eat or if you exercise, or and, and you know, it's not if you have gluten or you don't have gluten. Like I, I don't, it doesn't matter to me what it is for you. What matters to me is that you're aware of how your self care and how you are with yourself. If you're that you're aware of how that impacts your ability to be happy, to be present, and then to show up for people, mm. and so. The more you take care of yourself, the stronger that field becomes. So to me, that's kind of the the shortcut of this is take really, really good care of yourself. Make sure that your intentions are nice and clear and clean. And then obviously have really good leadership skills, but the, you know, in order to create that impact. But the thing is, is that even the people that have the best leadership skills in the world or who are the greatest designers or they're making a ton of money or they're the great restaurateurs or whatever, you know, these people who are phenomenal at what they do. But their energetic presence is not that great or they're totally exhausted. And so therefore they are either leaving dead bodies behind them mm. because they are like getting their results at the cost of other people feeling terrible. Yeah. Or they're doing great results and people like them, but they're totally burnt out. Yeah. And so that self care piece in my mind, it has to be there. It's, it's actually a selfless act. That's, that's a common myth is people go, oh, no, it's so selfish to take care of yourself. I don't have time. I've got kids. I've got a restaurant. I've got- No, 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 no. As a leader, you have a responsibility to take such good care of yourself so that you can be better for everybody around
0: you. Yeah. And you know what's helped me? This is something I've recently discovered myself. Uh, And what I do that helps me, and maybe you can chime in and offer some suggestions too. I have a morning routine that I've recently been trying to develop into a habit where I wake up. The first thing I do is I exercise. Then I meditate. Uh, Well, no, sorry. The first thing I do is I wake up. I drink two glasses of water. Then yes. I exercise. Then I meditate, and then I read something, um, and that's my morning routine. And it's hard.
2: Beautiful.
0: It's hard to wake up every morning. And sometimes I don't do all those things, but I make I make it a point to do do at least one of those things. Uh, do you have any other suggestions? Things that you recommend to, to get that self awareness?
1: Oh, I I I am so in love with this question. I you know it's funny because when when you asked me about Unstoppable, the first thing I thought of is if I think about my days, the days where I feel more unstoppable than others are the days that I've honored the morning ritual. Mm. So I I also have a morning ritual, um, which, you know, it's similar. It's so my morning ritual is that first nine minutes of the day. When the iPhone goes off on the alarm, that first nine minutes is my time to lay there to check in with my body, to see how I feel, to set intentions and to just kind of check in with myself. Um, I often will, will sleep even with the bathroom or the phone in the bathroom, so it's not next to me. Um, but I go back and forth with that. But that first nine minutes, whether that whether I have to get up and go get that phone and bring it back, or it stays right on my nightstand. First nine minutes is is being in relationship with myself. And then and then moving in. I've got a meditation practice and a journaling and everything. But one of the common things I see happen for people when they think about morning ritual is they go, Oh, it's gonna take too much time, it's gonna be significant. Mine can take 20 minutes. I can be done with mine in 20 minutes, or if I've got the time, I'll do everything that you just said. Yeah. So I think that th- the point of a morning ritual and an evening ritual, too, if you're going to do it, is to take the time for yourself so you set the tone of your day before anybody else sets it. I love it. You know, it's, I, I think it. um, one of the things, one of the reasons why I stopped sleeping with my phone by my bed most of the times is because the temptation for me. To check email or to see the download of all the news that's going on. Cause I have the pop ups. Well, I don't, I don't want to see that first thing in the morning. I get my alarm and I look and there's a pop up like, here's what happened today. Here's what happened. You know, <laughs> that right there automatically sets the tone. And I've had clients who they'll start and they go, gosh, my whole day is devoted to email. And I go, what's the first thing you do when you get out of bed? Oh, I check my email. Well, of course, it's email one. So if you don't set the tone for your day in the morning, whether it's for a minute, nine minutes, two hours. I don't care if you don't set the tone for your day, then the rest of the world is going to, it's got a better chance of taking over.
2: Yeah.
0: And you know what? I, I do that intention thing during my meditation. I think about what do I need to do today? Uh, That's the most important thing. That's the most tied to my mission, whatever I'm trying to accomplish right now, what can I do today to stay on track? And another thing I've heard too, that helps for a lot of people, it's called the winning tomorrow today. So before you go to bed, write yeah. down what, cause people sometimes you're not a morning person, but write down the, the day before what my yeah. intentions are tomorrow. If you can't find the time in the morning, uh, but just li- living intentionally is so important. And I want to talk more about intentional living, but we're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsors. We'll be right back. We've all been there. I'm sure you have been uh, just going through that stack of menus every night, pulling out the nasty soiled, expensive pieces of paper putting them aside throwing them away god it's so frustrating this is a line item that just gets the best of us it destroys our budget and people are so freaking dirty it's like ah Anyway, what if I told you that I discovered a piece of paper that's a rip-proof and waterproof, 100% rip-proof and waterproof. This stuff is so durable, it's what the military uses to print their navigational maps and charts on. Like, they trust this stuff, and now they're printing menus on it. Head over to terraslatepaper.com to learn more. Guys, I'm telling you, this stuff is durable. I've seen the owner Kyle Ewing Throw this menu through a dishwasher to prove its durability. Again, TerraslatePaper.com. That's T-E-R-R-A-S-L-A-T-E-Paper.com. And if you use promotional code UNSTOPPABLE, you will save 15% on your first order. Get after it. I will not sit here and tell you that I have the secret sauce to marketing. The truth is the best way to market your restaurant is to do an incredible job for walls, marketing, busting your ass, providing incredible experiences and just being the best at what you do. That's how you market your restaurant. The second best way to market your restaurant is direct marketing. This is any way you connect directly with your guest, and it goes beyond phone calls and in snail mail. Today, Social media, Facebook ads, emails, text messaging, Wi-Fi, mobile phones, apps. There's so many ways to connect directly with our guests, but you would need a degree or countless hours of research and planning and strategizing to pull all these things together on your own. There is another option. You can adopt a proven, successful, completely customizable, done for you strategy and plan created by an expert expert. And past guest mentor on Restaurant Unstoppable, Nick Fosberg. Nick shares everything he knows in his book, Bar and Restaurant Success. It's the number one marketing and promotion book out there right now. Get this book for free. Go to freebrsbook.com and implement these strategies and plans today. Freebrsbook.com. Okay. All right. We're back. And we were just talking about intentionality and how why showing up intentionally can be so important and we were discussing how uh working this into your morning ritual to really make sure you're making time in your day to set out your priorities is so important and your intention so uh let me pass it back to you where do you want to take it from here Anise?
1: well i think uh, two two things one is so the morning ritual is just i want to underline this it doesn't have to be this big huge thing this is one of the biggest myths i see people do is like oh it's this you know it's gonna take me hours it's gonna take me so much time it's so much energy i don't have time for it i got kids blah 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 no, 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 no. You can do, you don't have to call it a ritual if you don't even like that word. You just, the idea is find a few minutes even of time for yourself or just a thinking process as you're making your coffee. Do something for yourself that helps you create more space inside and outside, in you know, in your brain, in your heart, something that helps you create a little bit more space so you can breathe and you can start your day from a state of intentionality versus reactivity. Mm. So that's the invitation. See how easy you can make it. I think, you know, I travel a lot yeah. and sometimes I don't have time to do the whole thing. And so it's just, can I, just as I'm brushing my teeth, yes. go through what I'm grateful I for? I
0: love it. Well, I love what you're giving us. Yeah. I mean, you, you gave two examples. First, making coffee or brushing teeth. When you create a habit and you tie it to an event that happens every morning, you yeah. uh, for me, my morning routine is triggered by waking up. I roll straight into drinking two glasses of water, and that gets the momentum going. But if you can create a habit uh, and tie it to something that's already a habit, the 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 likelihood of you developing that habit is even greater. Plus, what you mentioned too, just make it in like make the habit one thing I want to do today. When you're pouring that first glass of coffee, one thing I want to do today, and make it super easy. Maybe that one thing is. Make it easy. Make it so freaking easy, like slowing down and breathing when I get stressed or like anything. Um, Anything. You're going to see that as long as that habit starts, it will get deeper and deeper and deeper and grow and grow and grow, but make it easy in the beginning. So you don't have that resistance.
1: Yeah. The, the, the magic, I always say the magic happens in the cracks of your day. The magic does not have to be this big, huge thing that you did. I mean, if you want to do a big, huge thing, knock yourself out, that's great. But the magic is in the cracks. It's, It's throughout the day. So there's your morning, of course, but then there's every, all day long as you're going about, you know, it's as simple as before you walk into a meeting, you go to open the door. You just remember, oh, my, and, uh, you know, my presence has impact. Mm. So how do I want to show up? It's just remembering that in that moment. It's when you go to your lunch, you, we have to eat all the time. Anyway, we always, we all have to eat. So do you want to choose stuff that's going to fuel you and make you feel good? Or do you want to choose junk? Like it, it's the same. There's maybe a little bit more um, you know, time pr- from a proactive standpoint to organize something healthy for yourself, but really not if, mm-hmm. you, if you plan ahead of time. So just look at that where you have to breathe all the time. You have to breathe or you're gone. Yeah. So might as well be conscious of the breathing. And so yeah. this is not, you know, people will say to me all the time, oh, I don't have time to integrate the IEP method in my life. Uh No, actually, you're doing it all the time. It's just a matter of how conscious are you about how you're using it.
2: Yeah.
0: So now that we're, yeah, uh, showing up intentionally. Um, how do? What, what do you mean by intentional impact? What, what, like, do, do, do you want to like, cover any steps or dive into that a
1: Absolutely. Um, so there's there's a couple. So I think we I think we have enough time to run through two things. One okay. is the presence reboot, um, which I can take you guys to really really quickly, and everybody can do it. Even if you're driving, you can still do it. But you're gonna do it with a little bit more care and attention, <laughs> um, or you're not gonna do it at all. It's totally up to you. Actually. Uh, and then the other one is the five steps to create intentional impact. And I'll give you a link, Eric, where people can download this tool and, okay. and get more about it. But for right now, um, you know, the presence reboot is really simple. So right now, all you do, Eric, you and I are going to do it together. Okay. You simply notice what your energy is. So just notice in this moment, how present you feel, you know, notice what you're putting out there. Just, just notice where you're at. You just notice it. That's it.
2: Okay. Done.
1: That's going to make you breathe, by the way, which is, which is half the battle. Awesome. So you're noticing it. The second step is to intend and envision where you'd like it to be instead. So if it's totally great and you're good, then just keep going. But most times people are like, oh, no, I'd like to be even more powerful. Or I'd like to be more present or I'd like to show up differently. So the second step is just simply to envision how you'd like to show up instead and then to set an intention around it. So you almost like see it like, oh, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm here right now, but actually I can see myself dropping into my body more and bringing my shoulders back and being more present with you in this mm-hmm. moment. So I'm just going to envision it. The third step is to do whatever I need to do to take care of myself. So a lot of times it's just, just realizing that I wasn't present. I'm done. I'm, it's handled. Or I might need to use the bathroom, get some water. I might need to breathe. I might need to check my mindset. You know, maybe you and I are together and I'm like, oh, my gosh, Eric is so scary to talk to. Okay, well, that's not going to help me be present with you. So, uh, you know, what's the mindset shift? Oh, gosh, Eric's amazing to talk to. This is so great. I wonder who's going to hear this. Right. So (laughs) so it's just it's just noticing like what do you need to do to take care of yourself? The fourth step of it is to just become that new level of presence Mm. just to become it.
2: I love it. That's
1: it. You just become it. And then fifth step is rinse and repeat. You're just doing it all day long. And those those five steps are like the slow motion presence reboot that I highly suggest you play with kind of as like training wheels while you're practicing this. But ultimately, it takes a second because all I need to do, Erica, is be with you and go, oh, I'm not present. I'm not showing up the way I want to show up, and I'm just going to become it.
0: Yeah. Can you hit those four steps sure. one more time just quickly?
1: Yeah. Yeah, the five steps are Perfect. one, notice Notice where you're at. Okay. Two, you notice where you'd like to be instead. You know how you want to show up. Three, uh, you do take care. Do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself. Four, become it. You're just going to step in and become it. And five is rinse and repeat. I love it. Because there is no way that you can stay present all the time. So that that fifth step is rinse and repeat. And then also be nice to yourself because guess what? We lose presence all the time. It's okay. We're human. Yeah. Feeding myself up about it is not going to help me be more present
0: yeah you know it 's funny because we started earlier talking about how it 's like that mushy gushy woo woo energy stuff that everyone 's like oh that 's not real, but really what Anise is talking about right now is emotional intelligence and situational awareness, and at the peak of emotional intel- intelligence is having that awareness of where you are presently Absolutely. and being able to take a step back and like i 'm here, I want to be there, and I can choose to change my current trajectory to be where I want to be by making these decisions, just doing it. That is the, the pinnacle of emotional intelligence. And yeah. it's so powerful just to have to, to know these steps and to know that your mind works a certain way and that you can control that is so crucial. It sounds like, like we could just breeze over what you to share with us, but it's so once you realize the significance of it, like you can change your life in the moment. It's so powerful.
1: Oh. Oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you for, thank you for not breezing over that. I think you know, it's one of the reasons why it's one of the main components. There's three components of the whole IEP methodology. That's yeah. a third of it.
2: Yeah.
1: And, and to me, like that, they all, they're all super important, but that one is the quickest and easiest mm-hmm. to do. Um, and you know, it's, uh, it's not woo woo. Where it would be woo woo. Here's where it would be woo woo. It would be woo woo if we said, okay, we're going to be present. <laughs> And we're just going to wait for the world to bring us what we want. And the energy is just going to flow in. It's going to be great. No, no, no. We're actually talking about creating real business results and real impact on the people around you. Mm -hmm. So uh, to me, again, this is something that every single human being has access to. That if they choose, like we all have the ability to stop and make a choice about how I want to show up in a moment. Oh, um so that's yeah so thank you for not cruising over that. No I love key. it.
0: Um so just to kind of recap right now we're talking about the e or the iep method which consists of presence reboot creative intention uh, uh and then building that energetic field. We just covered how to do the the presence reboot. Um and there's more do you want to dive into creating that intentional impact now? Sure, steps for that? Sure.
1: Yeah, I can I can run through it really really quick. So the the five steps to creating intentional impact is for any meeting or conversation. You guys can all just think about something you've got coming up right now. Um, you do this ahead of time. You know, so I have clients that say every time they're heading into a meeting, they pull up. We have a, a notepad that we that we have that people will use. That they'll pull out the notepad and they'll fill this stuff out in their journal. Um, but you you look at these five things. So the first question you ask yourself is, what are the outcomes I want to create from this meeting or conversation? And outcomes are specific tangible things that would not have happened if this conversation or meeting did not occur so what are the outcomes the second thing you want to ask yourself is what is the emotional impact i would like to create on these people which another way of looking at that is what is the experience i want to create or how do i want them to feel or and or how do i want to feel so first up outcomes what are we doing Second thing second thing is uh, emotional impact. Basically, what's experience we're all going to create together? The third step for that is how will I have to show up in order to create those outcomes and that impact? What's my presence going to have to be? You know, if I want to create, uh, you know, safety in a room, I better show up in a way that is present, that I'm listening, that I have positive intents, you know? So if my outcome... Um, Actually, I'll run through an example at the very end. But so there's the how will I have to show up? Then the fourth step, and this is where most people fall down. The fourth step is what will I have to believe in order to show up that way?
2: Mm.
1: And beliefs work. This is where the beliefs come in again, Eric. It's like um, we'll, we'll do an example for employees after this. But, you know, what will I have to believe in order to show up in a way that creates safety, in order to show up in a way that is congruent, that people can trust? So we can look at that. And then the fifth step is finally, what actions do I have to take? You know, what actions? And the actions are like, what would I have to do before the meeting or the conversation? What would I do during? What would I do afterwards?
0: Okay, so I'm just gonna go over that real quick. One yeah. through five. What are the outcomes? What is the emotion or the impact I want to create? How emotional will impact. emotional yep. impact? Uh, how will I have to? How will I have to show up? And what will I have to? believe in to show up like that in what actions do I need to take are the five five. things. Um, okay. Anything you want to dive in deeper to there or
1: Well, let's, let's do an example of it. So an example of, you know, you talked about, I I always get, I always get hooked on this thing around. There's no good people. There's no good men. There's no good women. There's no good, right? So you, you could use this for a date or you could use this for giving an employee feedback. So for example, feedback. You've got an employee you have to give feedback to for whatever reason. The outcomes that I'm walking in with, it might be. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, I'm I'm giving you feedback. I always have a hard time doing it third party. So you and I are you and I are working together. So the outcomes I want Eric to be clear on what the feedback is. I want him to know three next steps in order to improve his performance. That's an outcome. The outcome, the three next steps alone could be the outcome I want. I just okay. want us some shared reality around what you need to do that will be very tangible so that you can improve your performance. Okay. That's your outcome. Your emotional impact is, well, how do I want Eric to feel? Well, I want Eric to feel safe. I want him to feel cared about. I want him to feel that I really, truly am, want him to win, that I'm cheering for him. I want him to feel confident. Right. Um, how I want to feel is I want to feel like I'm being a servant to you. I want to feel connected to you and I want to feel like you and I are in this together. Okay. So it, it's useful to, to set an intention on how I want to feel too. Are you with me so far? Yeah, I think so. Okay. so we've got our outcomes, <laughs> what I want to get done. We have our emotional impact, how I want you to feel. Okay. This is gold, you guys. The emotional impact, if you put a little bit of attention there, your heart opens up in a different way. And now I've got a better chance of, of having better impact with mm-hmm. you. The third step then is how will I have to show up? Well, if I want to create safety and I want you to feel inspired, I better show up in a way that has me being helpful to you. So, for example, if I go in and my attitude towards you is like, oh, this guy, I keep giving him feedback. This guy sucks. This is so hard. I don't have time for this. If I go in and my body language is my, you know, my face is pierced, my energy's low, and I'm irritated, that way of showing up is not going to help me get my results. So instead, I'm going to want to show up in a way that is present. My body language with you should be open. Um, I'm fully, fully with you. I'm probably, you know, uh, physically speaking, I'm going to be turned towards you. You know, when people do feedback, I always tell them if there's a desk in between, get up and move around the desk so you're actually, there's nothing blocking you. So those are things to be looking at. Like, So what do you, how, how do you show up? Um, and then the next thing is your beliefs. What do I have to believe about Eric? well, if I walk in and I believe that you are not going to get this feedback and you're a pain in the butt, we're done. You're not going to receive, I could give you the best feedback in the world. You're not going to receive it. If I can walk in and I can go, okay, I believe that Eric is a human being who has value. I believe that he wants to grow. I believe that learning is an important part of the process. I believe that, um, you know, whatever, like you find the beliefs that would serve you I have to, I'm, I, and it has to be authentic, mm-hmm. right? It has to be an authentic belief. That's the trick. Um, but I want to get clear about what my beliefs are and what I need to believe about you in order to be most helpful so that my presence is congruent. And then the fourth thing is the, the actions, which by the time you get to the actions is a piece of cake. It's like, P, great. I got to have the conversation with Eric and we got to follow up later.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Man, we've covered a lot so far today, and I will uh, have the show notes. This is episode 364, so just head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash 364. I'll link back to uh, kind of like the framework of the IEP method and these steps for both the presence reboot and the creating intentional impact steps uh, all right there, and I can't believe it's already almost been an hour. Um, There's still so much I want to talk about. Uh, What are some final thoughts that you have something that you were hoping to talk about that we haven't quite hit yet that you want to
2: share with.
1: Yeah. My audience. Um, I think, well, I think just to, just to kind of back bookend the, the two things I just shared with you guys around the presence, but also the, the, the five steps to intentional impact. You guys can get a ton of information on that um, in the book because mm-hmm. I go deeply into that. So, so don't take any of the steps for granted. I guess that's one thing I would want to say is that it's so easy. You, you spoke to it so well earlier. It's so easy to kind of cruise through some of this and just go, oh, yeah, I totally got that. Don't take it for granted. Mm-hmm. I promise you that the intentions that we hold, those those are superpowers. And the more we can kind of sit down and be really, really, you know, use the frameworks I've just given you as kind of guardrails to help you think through that, what unfolds, especially from those five steps, what unfolds in, in wisdom that you didn't even know was lurking around the people you're leading or around your kids or your spouse or whatever, what unfolds is pretty magical. So that would be one thing. Um, the other thing, if you, if you guys do want to download stuff, there's, if you go to IEP.io, it's really simple. IEP.io, you can get like the five step reboot. You can get all that in there. And then of course the book, you know, contagious culture.
0: I'm just going to put that in now before I forget. Iep.io. I'll have that link in the show notes.
1: You know, one thing that people come up with the beliefs thing, and I and I saw you got you had a really interesting look because because we get to see each other, you guys, yeah. <laughs> Eric and I can see each other. You guys can't see us, but we get to see each other. But I saw I saw I watched your eyes when we were talking about the beliefs piece, and I just I want to one of the things that comes up in that fourth step with beliefs is people go, you know, you can use those five steps when you're when you're firing somebody,
2: mm-hmm.
1: when you're letting someone go, and they'll get to the beliefs part and they'll go, well, I can't give this person good feedback because I don't believe in them, right? I believe they're a jerk, or I believe that they're wasting all my money or whatever. Find a belief that you can truly get behind. So for example, even in the extreme case of letting someone go, can you believe that they're a human being who has value, who is somebody that you care enough about to set free to go do something somewhere else? Can you believe that they're going to do amazing work somewhere else. It's just not with you. We must be and, connected yeah.
0: somehow because that's exactly what I was thinking when my eyebrows went up. I was like, uh, what if you believe this person isn't a right fit? But that's also a good thing because if if he's a person or she's a person, she deserves what's right for her. And being in your restaurant, at your establishment, doing whatever it is that she can't do isn't the right thing for her. So believe yeah. in doing the right thing for her or him.
1: Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I love it. That's funny. And even speak, even, even being that transparent about, you know, sometimes I, sometimes if I'm giving you feedback, I might say, you know, Eric, I really want you to do better here. I'm not sure that you can do it. So even being transparent, if I really can't get into alignment with my beliefs about you, (laughs) you still deserve the feedback. So I might be really, I might say like, I am not sure this is going to work. And I do believe that I'm in it with you to help you get better at this thing. Awesome. And so the idea here is you guys, anything that you hold on to that you're not transparent about and where your intentions are off, you will get outed. People will feel it energetically. They will resist you all that good stuff. So instead just be clean about your intentions. And then if you're having a hard time, name it.
0: Awesome. Uh, I just kind of realized we, we were talking about building that energetic field when we first got started. Did you want to mention anything else? That's the third step, but we kind of went, we kind of jumped around a little bit.
1: We we did. We, you and I you and I've been like all over town today. Um it's it's good. I like going out on the town with you. We um yes, we did. We talked the self-care piece and 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 again if they, you know, in the book we go deep deep into it so you guys can get a ton okay, of information cool. there, but yeah.
0: Oh, uh, there's one more thing I just wanted to bring up. One thing that I found super valuable when I was going through this book and something you know, it's it's funny like you hear this all the time. It's like a broken record. Vision, mission, core values, all that stuff. Uh it's like in every culture book that exists, right? Um, But what I loved about your book is something that I've learned personally. And I've mentioned it earlier is that behind every great restaurants, great person. How do you get clarity in these core values? And, or, you know, how do you find what's most important to you? And there's a, a section in your book that helps you get that clarity on what your core values are, what's most important to you and not necessarily for the organization, but that being said, I'll say it again behind every great restaurant's a great person it starts with what you are connected to what your values are so it, yeah. I, I don't know if I'm jumping around again but like the whole idea is it, she does a really great job at helping you get clarity on what's most important to you and you can use that and then create a business out of it or you know get get clarity with yourself before you open the business I guess is what I'm trying to say and this book so kind of helps you do that um I just want to put emphasis on that cuz I really did find and there's like a little uh, at the end of each chapter, there's, uh, what's the word? Not practices, but um, field work. Field work. Yeah, like yeah, like things you can do to like not just read the advice, but then act on it. And like go through each chapter and then do the the practices, the little things at the end of each chapter. And this there's tons of value in this book. And Anise, I would love for you to come back uh, and and maybe teach a webinar in the future. Uh Is that something sure. that you'd be interested in?
1: Of course, oh, I'd love to. I mean. The the values work that you're mentioning, I just, I double underline for that. Thanks for, I'm glad you called that out because the values work, that is actually one of the quickest ways to getting clear energy is to be clear about your values and what's important to you and then to be in, in, in integrity with them. Yeah. And even if you're out of alignment, even knowing that I'm out of alignment with the core value right now, even my knowing that and Mm -hmm. owning it clears up the energy around it. Yeah. So, you know, when we, when we do, we do live events, we do these two day live events with people and we spend a huge part of the the um one of the days we spend a big part on what we call the essential you and in the essential you is that values work and that's one of the things that people walk away from and they go oh my gosh i had no idea yeah how much me not being in alignment with my values was actually compromising my energetic field.
0: yeah yeah and i think what yeah. i was what was really important for me to explain or try to get out before and i didn't do a great job with that is don't wait to to you know go through these values w- when you're opening your business start now. Oh, yeah. I mean, wow. start right now, find out what's most important to you and then surround yourself with people who share those same values and then build everything off those values. Don't yeah. build the business, then build the values that's, that's putting the cart ahead of the horse. Uh, right. Go through the practice now and take, you know, it's a great book. I love it. I can't say I know. Beautiful.
1: Thank um, you. No I, problem. I, and by the way, I think you spoke to it really beautifully. I don't
0: know. What you're about. <laughs> I'm, I'm my biggest critic. But I uh, think you did a good job. Thank you so much. Well, it's been a blast. Um, before we say goodbye, we wrap up every episode calling somebody out. Oh. So, who is one independent restaurant operator, or maybe somebody who's an expert uh, that you follow that you think could be of value, like you've been of value to us today, and call
1: them out? Okay, good. Well, I've got, I've got two. I'm going to give you two, just like I wouldn't give you just one quote at the beginning. Because yes. <laughs> I give you two? So, and they're two for two different reasons. For one, so one, I wouldn't be surprised if you've actually already had him on the show, um, Mike Ganino.
0: Yes, I had Mike on the show. He's amazing. Oh, you did?
1: Yeah. Okay, good. So there's that. So then the He's- other one, this is, this is somebody else who's not in the restaurant industry, but she's absolutely brilliant in the way she thinks about systems and stuff. And I, you should check her out, Marissa Smith.
0: Marissa Smith. Marissa and-
1: Smith. So take a look at her. She does work with what's called um, EOS, which is the uh, Entrepreneurial Operating System. And she's a, uh, one of their um, imp- implementers. I always get the, the terms confused. But my point is that she'd be interesting for you to talk to just from a perspective around mentorship and leading a business and stuff that you need to have in place.
0: I am going to look her up and I'll get, Ma- she's Mike-, lovely. I'll get Mike back on the show because he's already been on oh. twice. So he's going to be yes. a repeat
1: Tell, tell, tell him, tell him like I actually, I actually just sent him a note earlier today. So tell him, tell him like I put him up again.
0: All right. <laughs> we will do that. And I'll uh, let the folks at home know how can we connect with you to maybe learn more about your book or your, if you have a website or maybe sure. an email you want to leave. Sure.
1: You can find me at anisecavenaugh.com. Um, and you'll put it in the show, note, show notes. So they don't have to worry about the spelling, but anisecavenaugh.com. That's my uh, main website. All my social media is under Anise Kavanaugh. Uh, on Facebook, we're at IEP method and Denise Cavanaugh and IEP.io is the site where if you go to that, you'll find the book, you'll find free tools. You'll find all sorts of good stuff. That's our IEP.io is our secret site that we only give when I do podcasts and stuff like that. So you get a bunch of like goodies from it. Awesome. You're welcome to
0: that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I'll, I will have that in the show notes. This is episode three sixty four. head over to RestaurantUnstoppable.com/slash slash three six, four. I will have a links to uh, your website to, uh, the book, uh, to Ari Wineswag's book. I'll link to that too. Oh, Cause yeah. I think that should be in oh, everyone's yeah. library. Yes, yes,
2: yes. It's
1: um, he, he does great stuff.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, to the that episode awesome. you did with the art of charm. I'll have that in the show notes as well. And, um, anything else? Uh, just thank you so much for uh, you. committing your life to be intentional, to serving other people and being intentional. I think it's so thank great you. and it's so impactful and so important. And, uh, I, I can't wait to read your book a second time.
1: Oh gosh. You know what, Eric? I, you know what? I, so now I have a new goal. I, I just, I just created a new goal. I want to get you in a room with me for one of these two days.
0: Oh, let's and, do it.
1: And we, we do these two days like twice a year. We usually do one in Ann Arbor, like in May area. And then we do one in California in Sacramento area. And that's, um, that's actually at the end of October. So I'll I'll give you that information too and you can look at that. But I, I think that you would eat that up. Yeah, where are you located?
0: I'm in New Hampshire, but I've always wanted to drive across
2: the country. Oh so. baby,
1: come cross country. Like I <laughs> that like I think you'd have such a fun uh, I think you'd it. have so much fun actually dropping in for two days to play with some of this oh, stuff. That'd and, be great. and any of your any of your listeners would we'd love to have them. So thank you so awesome. much.
0: And thank uh thank you, sir. Yeah. Uh this was great. Uh I can't say thank you enough. But I will say it one more time. Thank you. Thank you. Two more times. Uh, there thank is you. no questioning. You are unstoppable. Man, that was awesome. I was so excited for this interview. I really did love reading Anise's book, Contagious Culture. And we didn't get much time to talk about this today Uh, there's so much we didn't get to talk about I mean there's so many nuggets of knowledge and gold in her book one thing that uh, I want to bring up now and put a little bit more emphasis on and, and for me it was the biggest takeaway from this book is that culture isn't something that you say you are culture is what you are and if you want to create great culture in your business you need to first become great. Your business will never be greater than you are. The people you attract onto your business may have the potential of being greater than you are, but at that moment, they will never be greater than you are. You need to work on becoming the best version of yourself first before you can ever have that dream restaurant. And that all starts with finding alignment with what your definition of greatness is. And then waking up every day to be intentional, to live out that greatness, to achieve greatness every day. And that's a choice that each and every one of us get to make. We can flip a switch in our head at any moment and live intentionally to achieve greatness. Uh, that's, that's what I took away from this book. She gives you the tools and how to do it. So do go check out her book, Contagious Culture. A uh, lovely lady, as you could tell, just talking to her today. And um, after the recording, I, I asked her to please, please, please come back uh, and to really dive deep into one of these chapters or one of these lessons that she has in her book and to maybe even teach a few webinars. And we can archive those webinars if you're trying to develop your culture at your restaurant. Anise will come back and she will lay the framework, the, the foundation and what you need to have in place to develop that culture in your business. Uh, I love her work. I want her to influence you. So, Hey, it's my podcast. I'm going to make it happen. Look out. She's coming back. Uh, like always, guys, please do connect with me. Eric at dot unstoppable.com is the email. Find me on Instagram and Twitter. Eric, That's E-R-I-C-C-A-C-C-I-A-T-O-R-E. And then on Facebook slash restaurants unstoppable. Tell me what your challenges are. Tell me who you want to hear from. Tell me anything. I love connecting with my listeners. Uh, There's so much value in those connections. So please do not be shy. Uh, Special shout out to my boy Jared for helping out with the editing in promotion. He's killing it. And thank you all for taking the time to join us today. Please share this podcast. Please spread the word. Um, That's how we keep this sucker free, by letting people know about it. So if you want to thank me, just share this podcast with a friend. That's the best way you can thank me. It's the best compliment.
2: All right, guys, that's it. Thank you all for sticking around this long. Until next time, peace.